0: This special edition of J Mark's Spring Football Free Agents on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get $100, bet $100, get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Squares Contest, 1000 prize pool and completely free to enter just go to sports slash squares to enter today and we're also brought to you by sgpn's big game bingo $57 sgpn gift card for every bingo hit exclusively on the sgpn app What's going on? It is J Mark. You can find me on Twitter at J Mark football, and you're probably wondering what is a J Mark. My name is Justin Mark. I am co-host of XFL gambling podcast, co-host of old fashioned football, co-host of NFL gambling podcast. And I have been diving into all these XFL things, just everything, stats, players, uh, teams, everything. And it got me thinking there's a lot of good players still out there. There is a lot of good players out there, so I wrote a couple articles. Hope you check them out, but uh, there's just more and more people, more and more players that are deserving of this um, list that I'm calling spring football free agents that you may not know but should. Here's the deal, everybody. About 16,380 football players are eligible for the NFL draft every year. There are only 254 players drafted with about an additional 320 added as undrafted free agents. So you have probably a point some percent of actually making the NFL. Not all those players make rosters. That leaves a huge, overwhelming amount of football players who are good. It's not like they can't make it. They just have not uh, hit that NFL level yet. Now I say yet. I mean, think about last year, USFL MVP Cavante Turpin was supposed to be a uh, top-round pick out of TCU. Decided to go back his senior year, taken out of college due to off-field issues. And then he's been bouncing around some spring leagues. He gets with the USFL and just shines, and the Dallas Cowboys, they signed him to a three-year contract, and now he uh, is in the Pro Bowl. Amazing story. There's guys like that out there that are not in the NFL right now that deserve a shot, so what I have is a list of free agents that are, I think, good players that should be in spring football. Now, that could be the XFL. could be the USFL. It could be the CFL, just to, in these bigger leagues that are getting some more attention, you know, USFL came back last year. XFL is back this year. CFL has been a little on and off due to COVID, but um, that's always been around. If you haven't checked that out, uh, you get to learn all sorts of things like the Rouge and whatnot. It is fun. But anyways, I have a list of guys that, um, and one of them already got picked up for my article. So I'll touch on that real uh, in a little bit here, of course. But I got a list of players that I, uh, I really feel should be at this next level of football. This is in no particular order when I'm giving these, by the way, um, I'm just starting by position. So we're going to start at quarterbacks. We're going to go to running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, cornerbacks. And I even got a kicker in there, even got a kicker in there. Um, but it's just a list of players. It's a list of players that you might not know, especially if you aren't deep into spring football or didn't pay attention to college football. You might not know these guys, but that doesn't make them bad football players. These guys have a lot to give. These guys deserve another shot on the field, in my opinion. Now, I know you're asking me, well, what's your opinion worth? You're not a scout. No, I am not a scout, but I have digested a lot of football. I have digested a lot of game tape. Um, some that was sent to me, some that I found on my own, you know, last year when the SGPN did the USFL draft coverage, we had a list of players that we thought were going to be in the USFL draft and we dug deep into those names, getting game film, getting, uh, pros and cons, everything like that. Now because I'm not a scout, you're going to hear positive things. I'm not going to say anything negative about these guys because I'm just making my point of why I feel like they deserve to be on the football field to kind of develop or get their shot to shine again. Um, and I say again, because you know, some of them have been here before they've been in these spring leagues. They've, uh, maybe had the NFL workouts but that doesn't mean they don't deserve more of it just because they didn't make it that time. Before I get there, I want to shout out our sponsor Winbet. Winbet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win including live betting and same game parlays, aka Winbet's build your own bet. The big game is here and Winbet has you covered. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at Winbet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer of bet $100, get $100. Lem- limited to state availability and of course if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week you get a thousand dollar free credit can't beat that there's so much to choose from all you have to do is head over to sports winbet podcast.com slash so that they know that we sent you that sports gambling podcast.com slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t offer subject to terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 20 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 speaking of winbet um, these are some guys, some quarterbacks that I think you can bet on making a difference on the field if they get their shot. Now I'm going to go over the guys I talked about in my article already. Um, I put out two articles, go check them out. I'm going to briefly touch base on these guys, and then I'm going to get in a little more depth of a third list that I have compiled. But the first one, Connor Kagi out of Ottawa university, I'm going to stop right there. I have not perfected these names, so if anybody is listening and you know this person or you are this person, I apologize if I didn't nail your name correctly. Um, but anyways, here we go. Connor Kagi Ottawa University. He's a quarterback who most recently had been signed to play with the MLFB before it shut down. That was unfortunate. But in college, Kagi started in 2018 and 2019 throwing for 4,595 yards and 51 touchdowns in those years. He signed up to play in the spring league in 2020 In 2021. He, he won the starting job in the TSL over current XFL quarterback, DeAndre Francois. Now he took his TSL success and received an NAL contract to play for the Jacksonville sharks. And he's shown success at each level that he's played at. He's still a very young player. Um, I think he's going to continue to develop into an even better player. And he's six foot seven. The dude is uh, just a beast if you go to my article, I have uh, some plays there. Him throwing some, throwing some for the uh, Jacksonville Sharks' third passing touchdown of the game. Clip. Second guy um, that I had on this article was Cole Kelly. I'm not going to spend time talking about Cole Kelly because he got signed by the USFL Memphis Showboats. So congratulations to Cole Kelly for getting signed. Now, was that because of my article? Probably. <laughs> I'm just. I'm kidding. I. It's it's because of the abilities he had, which is what I saw and why I put him in my article, just like all of these guys. So the next one I'm going to talk about, Roland Rivers out of Slippery Rock. Now, if you watched the USFL, you might remember Roland Rivers. Now, the Maulers had struggles all year, no matter who was quarterbacking. But um, he showed some flashes ability to lead that team to win a football game, won his first game in four games. He started in just one of them, but finished with 366 passing yards and two touchdowns. In college, Rivers went 23-3. and three. He won a bunch of awards. Um, in, in, he was the 2018 and 2019 first-team All-PSAC West, 2019 PSAC West Offensive Player of the Year, and the 2019 PSAC Championship Game MVP, and that was for Slippery Rock. Only started in two seasons, but in those two seasons, he had 7,181 yards and 80 touchdowns, as well as running for 1,297 yards and 16 rushing touchdowns. Uh, I think this is another guy. Give him some development time, but uh, you give him that, and I think he's definitely going to shine. Next on my list, Dylan Van Boxel out of Kansas Wesleyan University. Um, He's a 6'2 quarterback, so none of this 6'7 stuff, but that doesn't make him any less of a player. Doesn't have a huge collegiate stats, but... He is a uh, a star on the field. This is a guy who, looking at the game film, you see a lot more than what his stats show. He stands tall in the pocket, even though he's at that six two He's got the ability to escape under pressure by rolling the pocket and while many can roll from the pocket and not be able to throw and hit their receiver, he can throw the ball on the run and very confidently. If you watch game tape on this guy, you can see him running out slinging the ball while he's running, keeps perfect motion, keeps his feet set well. And uh, even with tacklers on the f- on his heels, he's got his eyes down the field. Excellent field vision, the ability to stay calm, and both these are things to build off of in his game, right? He's got raw talent, a lot of potential. Uh, Van Boxel could develop into a quarterback who would be hard to sack and regularly be able to convert on third downs to keep the ball moving down the field. Most recently played for Juarez Jefez, which next one on here, a guy that you may know if you pay attention to, to uh, college ball, Carson Strong. Um, so he might not fit in that names of people you don't know, but he would be a perfect fit for the XFL or USFL. Now he's got a big resume. I mean, if you watched Nevada football, you know, strong six foot three, two time mountain West offensive player of the year. And two first two times, excuse me, two time first team, all mountain West and college. He threw for 9,379 yards, 74 touchdowns, 19 interceptions and had a 68.1% completion rate. That's pretty good. Uh, He spent a little bit of time with the Eagles and the Cardinals this season, but he wasn't able to stick with either of those teams. Strong college resume. This is a guy that if he's not set on waiting for the next NFL opportunity, he's ready to ball in spring ball. Um, Go check out the article. A nice little casual 65-yard touchdown pass there. Then there's Kelly Bryant. Played at Clemson and Missouri um, played for Clemson in 2017, threw for 2,802 yards and 13 touchdowns. After that, Clemson decided to, uh, start Trevor Lawrence, guy you might've heard of. So he decided to transfer to Missouri, get a start there. And, uh, he threw for 2,215 yards, 15 touchdowns, got a little CFL time with the Toronto Argonauts, the Argos, as well as IFL with the Bismarck Bucks. Um, However, he found even more success in the FCF. The fan-controlled football, if you aren't familiar, went on to win the FCF's People Championship and was named the game's MVP. Um, His cousin is Martavis Bryant, who's already in the XFL. So, football caliber running in the family. And uh, I think he's got exactly what it takes to step from the FCF to the XFL or the USFL. Go check out the uh, the highlight in the article I got of him, too. Because he he's a player, he shows up and uh, yeah he's he's a heck of a player that I think could definitely make an impact on the field. All right, those were the guys in the the first two articles. Let's move on to some new names in case you had already read those articles. This first one I have to I have to throw him in here. Um, recently became a free agent. It was with the Vipers. If you have not heard my rant on that, go to the XFL Gambling Podcast and listen to the North Division preview. But Brian Scott out of Occidental College, spring football. God, I'm not going to spend too much time talking because if you know spring football, you know Brian Scott. And if you know me, you know I'm a fan. Not only a great quarterback, but a great leader on the field. Accomplishments range from the International Federation of American Football, Under-19 World Gold Cup medal and World Cup MVP. He was a conference newcomer of the year in college, two-time first-team all-conference, two-time TSL League MVP, TSL League champion. He's well on his way to being the best USFL quarterback last year. The uh, Vipers had him as their quarterback and then decided to make some deal with Brett Hundley. No offense, Brett Hundley. No offense at all. I just think Scott has a ton to bring to the football field. Now the Vipers and Scott decided to part ways because they both view him as a starter, not a backup. Scott is not a backup. He is not a backup quarterback. He is a spring football legend. So I had to include him on this list because technically he's a free agent. Now, next one, let me talk to you about Darius James Peterson. Went to the college of Idaho. Um, you know, you're going to call me biased here because this is an Iowa barnstormer. If you don't know, I'm located in Iowa. This is Iowa barnstormer quarterback. Peterson went to the College of Idaho and proved right away the talent he brought to the football field. His freshman year, he entered the rotation and set school record with 17 rushing touchdowns. His sophomore year, he took over the starting job and had 1,828 passing yards and eight passing touchdowns 1,011 rushing yards and 12 rushing touchdowns. Junior year, he added another 1,998 passing yards, 8 passing touchdowns, 822 rushing yards, and 13 rushing touchdowns. He won the Frontier Conference Offensive Player of the Week three times and the NAIA National Offensive Player of the Week twice. Finished his senior year with his best passing year yet. He passed for 2,423 yards, 21 passing touchdowns, 732 rushing yards, and four rushing touchdowns. Notice he developed the arm. He still can run the ball, but develop the arm, which you want a quarterback, of course, not just a rushing quarterback, a guy that can sling the ball. Played his first year for the Iowa Barnstormers last year. Led them to a 9-7 and record. He had 2,004 passing yards, 36 touchdowns, 892 rushing yards, and 17 rushing touchdowns. I know what you're saying, but wait a minute. Justin, that's arena ball. That's indoor football. It's a small field. You know what? Doesn't matter. You can look at game tape and see he's an athlete with an accurate arm that could excel at this next level. And spring football quarterbacks normally excel when they can scramble because your offensive line is always a little behind, especially at the beginning, and you need to scramble to escape pressure. Defense is almost always ahead of the offense. And you know what? Kurt Warner said indoor football helps you think and play faster. And I think that's the case for Darius James Peterson. Let's talk about another indoor football player. Drew Powell of the uh, went to college at Livingstone. So we move uh, from the Iowa Barnstormers quarterback to a former quarterback of theirs. Powell is six foot three, all time leading passer in yards at Livingstone College. He was also the D2 player of the year and 2012 CIAA offensive rookie of the year. Powell went on to play in the indoor football league, first for the Barnstormers and then the Rattlers. He's a three-time IFL MVP and IFL champion. During his time, he has 254 total touchdowns. So as you're picking up, he is a little bit older than Darius James Peterson, but still has a a great ability. It's only the second player in league history to win MVP with two different teams as well. Powell's current quarterback for the Rattlers, like I said, in 2021, he led them to the United Bowl after leading the league in yards rushing as a quarterback with 1,105 yards. He also led in rushing yards per game with 65 and in touchdowns with 43, and he led the league in passing completion percentage. He's a dual threat quarterback who could make an impact on the field. XFL, USFL, CFL be damned. Next guy, I'm putting him with the quarterbacks, but... It's hard to just call him a quarterback. Ernest Owens out of Oklahoma Baptist. Now, here's the deal. He's a quarterback. He's a wide receiver. He is an athlete. In fact, he played pro basketball in Germany and the Dominican Republic after college. He's six foot 2 doesn't only throw the ball well, but he's a good route runner with big hands. And he's fast, too. He just ran a 4'4", 40-yard dash in Fort Worth just last month. As a dual-sport athlete, Owens could help a spring team by filling in at multiple positions. We all know they don't have enough players on their team, it seems like, especially when you're developing some players. So a guy that can play multiple positions is so valuable. Could play him at wide receiver, have him as an emergency starting quarterback? All you football cinema fans, I'm sure remember. Matt Saracen of the Dillon Panthers was the starting quarterback, took them to a uh, get a ring a high school championship and then got benched his senior year so converted to wide receiver that's what you get in Ernest owens doesn't matter where he is on the field he's contributing he's playing well Um, he's running trick plays if you need to he understands the routes for his receivers owens played in the fcs bowl and was coached by former green bay packers coach mike stock Before I keep going, I just want to remind you that SGPN is giving away $1,000 in their Big Game Squares contest. It's completely free to enter. All you have to do is follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify and give them a rating. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter for your chance to win a Big Game Square. It's free, people. And also make sure to sign up for the SGPN app and get your own Big Game Bingo card full of all your favorite Big Game prop bets. If you get a bingo, you'll get a $57 gift card to the SGPN merch store. I got some merch on there for old-fashioned football. Go check it out. The only catch is you got to be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and the NFL Gambling Podcast, which I co-host a show on with my buddy Ryan Moneyline Mac on YouTube to win. So go subscribe on YouTube. That's all you have to do. You just subscribe to Sports Gambling Podcast. You subscribe to NFL Gambling Podcast. You download the SGPN app, and you just get your bingo card. I won one. Um, they did a basketball one on Martin Luther King Day, and I won a gift card to the merch store. I have yet to spend it because it's so hard to choose what to get. There's too many good things. Can't choose. Um, and because my wife wants part of it, and I was like, Ah, I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. <laughs> Why don't we move on to our running backs? I'm gonna start with some of the guys that I already talked about. Um so Earl Stadamai Jr. out of Moorhead State University. Um that he's a 5'7, dynamic playmaker, played college ball at Moorhead State University his last season at Moorhead State. He averaged five yards carry, helped the team to a 7-4 record. And not only can this guy run the ball well, but he can catch. He's got really good hands out of the backfield. Um, kind of a scat back type of guy when considering running backs in the spring football, some of the most successful ones are the ones that can help in every aspect of the game. Not only can he run and catch, but he also excels at pass protection. He's a team first player who wants to help lead a team and help the team succeed. However, he can, that includes, includes being a strong special teams player. Next player is Tim Whitfield Langston university. Uh, Tim, you know, I know that's a lesser-known university, doesn't mean he's a bad player. He's 5'10", weighing 220. He's a strong rusher. He also played for the Green Bay Blizzard in indoor football. Um, he's got a really good initial burst if you watch his tape. He's not afraid to make contact. He's also good at making tacklers miss. So, he'll juke ya or he'll run you over. He's played three different teams in the IFL since 2019, and in 2021 when playing for the Warbirds, he led them to their first win of the year with two touchdowns. It's a little unproven on the outdoor football field aside from college, but he's a very talented rusher who is the all-time leading rusher and scorer at Langston U. Uh, He also received second team NAIA All-American accolades. So definitely a name to keep your eye on. Definitely somebody that could produce in the USFL, XFL, or CFL. Next guy I want to talk about is Terrence Smith out of San Diego University. Now, Smith played running back at San Diego and amassed 1,553 yards, 18 rushing touchdowns. Best year was his senior year with 575 yards, five touchdowns, while averaging a 4.4 yards per carry. Looking at the game film, film, you can see why he's a good fit for XFL or USFL. He's got strong legs that he just keeps driving as he runs. Pairing those legs with a good stiff arm, it's hard to tackle him up high. In fact, I don't think you can tackle him up high. He's a hard runner, hard to tackle. Game tape shows him breaking a lot of tackles. Check it out. And he also has really good patience to kind of find open holes and has a a little one-cut jump he does. So go check out some of the film I uh, put up on him. Next, we're going to talk about Joshua Mack out of Liberty. Mack ran the ball for Liberty after transferring from Maine, finished his collegiate career with 776 carries, 4,038 yards, and 29 rushing touchdowns. Mack knows the fundamentals of football and the running back position so well that he's currently coaching. He's a shifty player with a good juke, hard to tackle. Much of his game tape shows him making jukes and jump cuts that are just leaving the defenders looking silly. He most recently played in the Elf European League football for the Cologne Centurions. In five games, he had 80 carries for 392 yards and a touchdown. However, it was here that his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield really started to shine, shifty enough to set to set up big gains on screen plays or short passes. And in the elf, he had 14 catches for 194 yards and two touchdowns. It's all over 10 yards a catch. He also had a forced fumble and fumble recovery and five returns, kick returns for 151 yards. Now I want to talk to you about Antonio Wimbush, new to the the list of the previous two out of Carson Newman University. I know you're asking me, what is Carson Newman University? It is a uh, Smaller college, yes, but he rushed for 4,003 yards, 41 touchdowns in 48 games. That's almost a touchdown a game. A, a really good average per game, too. He also added 37 receptions for 527 yards and two touchdowns. He was All-SAC first team and named Don Hansen All-Region in his sophomore season. After injury his junior year, his senior season, he won Comeback Player of the Year, Don Hansen All-American, Don Hansen All-Region, D2CCA All-Region, and All-SAC first team. Now, this is another guy near and dear to my Iowan heart, playing for the Barnstormers of the IFL. After an injury held him back at the beginning of his rookie season, he came back to average a 4.2 yards per carry and finished with 629 yards and 19 touchdowns. He won Offensive Player of the Week during week 18 after he said, I'm not mispronouncing this, he, after he had seven rushing touchdowns in a game. Strong runner who is not afraid to avoid contact, keeps his legs driving. Until the very end, until he's on the ground, he's got really good field awareness, good hands to catch the ball out of the backfield. And at 5'9 and 205, he's got agility, but also can be a wrecking ball in this post that is with this podcast. Check out his highlights. I put a couple in there. I want to talk about Shane Simpson next. Played at Virginia and Towson. Um, He played at both of them. You know, and he has a strong or a long list of uh, strong college accolades here. All CAA first team, CAA offensive rookie of the year, CAA special teams player of the year, three-time all CAA first team running back, Athlon Sports, FCS, All-American first team, Associated Press, All-American first team, all purpose. And in 2019, found himself on the Walter Payton award watch list, which as a Bears fan, uh, what better list to be on than one named after the man himself, Walter Payton, Simpson played his first years at Towson, serving as running back and primary kick returner. In 2018, he had 692 yards and 7 touchdowns, averaging 4.6 yards a carry. In 2019, he was only limited to 22 carries, but still had a 7.4-yard average and 2 touchdowns. In 2020, he transferred to Virginia and had 278 yards, 2 touchdowns, and a 5.1-yard average. He also averaged over 9 yards a catch through 3 years of college. He's the all-time leader in all-purpose and kick return yards he has had experience in the XFL, CFL, as well as got a look from the Commanders. I think he's a player that could come in and contribute in both the run game as well on special teams, which is of course crucial for spring ball. And uh, yeah, he, you know, this is a guy that got NFL looks. He's he's going to be back in the in the uh, spring ball leagues, no doubt. Next guy is Morian Walker Jr. Played at Utah State and then Texas A&M Kingsville. He's a six-foot-one, 210 210-pound back who has experience helping his team in the run and the passing game. While his college stats may be a little more limited, he uh, he's the first player I'm talking about that's eligible for the 2023 NFL Draft. In fact, he made Sports Illustrated's 2023 NFL Draft Bible Big Board rankings at the running back position. He's got good burst acceleration and is a downfield threat in the passing game, making him tough matchup for defenses. Something that's really stood out about his game film to me is his balance. He's able to quickly recover from would-be tacklers when they hit him. And he also, he just doesn't quit. He plays until the whistle blows, and you got to love that. Next up, Robert McKnight, Abilene Christian. Now, uh, this guy, of course, all players are el- that are eligible for this list and able to play at the next level are athletes, right? But this guy, his position could be listed as athlete. Now, for ACU, Abilene Christian, he... Uh, did kickoffs, um, you know, running down there, stopping the the kickoff return. He did kickoff returns himself. On offense, he's lined up at running back and at wide receiver, but it doesn't stop there. He also played defensive back. He's an athletic player who can make plays all over the field, which is just kind of the versatility that can make you a really valuable player in spring ball, whether it's USFL, XFL, TFL, anywhere. He's a hard hitter, whether that's on offense, driving through defenders, or on defense, lighting up receivers as a defensive back. He's currently coaching running backs. He knows the game super well, and he's a playmaker that I think has a lot of football in him. So, that's running backs. Why don't we switch gears, go to wide receivers here, and to kick off the wide receivers, we'll talk about a guy in my first article, Akil Greer, Um who was signed up to play in the MLFB before it closed down? He's a six foot four big bodied receiver who played ball at St. Augustine, finished with 389 yards and three touchdowns. He's known for using his big body to out jump and out catch defenders. There's no doubt in my mind he would match up well against XFL or USFL defenders. He's a young player in the receiver class of 2022 and still has a lot of untapped potential. In the right situation to grow at the professional level, there's no doubt in my mind that he could be a top performer. He's a great red zone threat, and there are very few defenders who could out him with the 50-50 balls. Next guy, Jay Griffin out of New Mexico. His college career um, started at New Mexico before he transferred to Northwestern State. Last year at college, he had 49 receptions, 505 yards, and five touchdowns. He's a 5'10". And he's not just a football player. He's a track star. In fact, he's a two-time Mountain West 200-meter champ. Griffin could cause multiple problems for a defense because of this track star speed. Can quickly fly by defenders to get open downfield. And uh, Griffin can also help in the kick and punt return games. Teams looking to add some speed to their team. They should take a look at Jay Griffin out of New Mexico. Now I want to talk to a guy, Prince Shinola, this guy. He is hungry to play. He is ready to play. Um, 5'9", 170-pound receiver out of Rocky Mountain College, who is, again, another speedster that's going to present problems for defense. Most recently played with the Orlando Predators in the NAL, and he's played for some different teams in the NAL since 2019. In college, he averaged over 10 yards per catch. Not only can he contribute on offense, but he's a speedy kick and punt returner. In the NAL, he has done both kick and punt returns, and watching his game film, you can really see just how quick he is. He's got good route running, good hands, and this that speed, it's just killer. Um, and 10 yards a catch, I mean, that just shows you the big play ability, of course. Next guy on the list, McCain Slade, Memphis and University of West Georgia graduate, played college ball with Tony Pollard, actually. Tony Pollard and him are tight Um, but anyways, yeah, he went to Memphis, then he transferred to university of West Georgia and at the university of West Georgia, the UWG, he blossomed in this game changing wide receiver coaches pointed to not only his leadership, but his hard work and what a dynamic player he was on the field during his time there. He led the conference in receiving yards, receptions and yards per catch. He's a deep threat, easily beating coverage with his speed. Slade also has an excellent ability to adjust his body midair to make catches if passes aren't thrown perfectly to him. One other thing that uh, stands out is his toughness. While a lot of receivers his size may look to avoid contact, Slade is not afraid to make contact with defenders to push for more yards. He also isn't afraid to uh, get his hands dirty with blocking in the run game. you got to love it. Next guy is Jimmy Stoudemire out of Edward Waters University. Stoudemire was named one of the top JUCO wide receivers in 2018 when he chose to transfer to Arkansas. However, he suffered an injury that was feared to end his football career this is an amazing story he had this injury they never thought he'd play football again but this this guy he's got perseverance he's got drive and he's proving them all wrong six foot three 80 inch wingspan and runs a 4 five 40 yard dash that is incredible that is an athlete even after so he was at Arkansas got injured. Went to finish his collegiate career at Edwards Waters University, and he didn't even get to play a single down for them due to eligibility issues, but coaches, they saw the talent. They saw everything in him that he needed and decided to put him in the HBCU pigskin showdown anyways, even though he hadn't played a down, which is incredible. And that put him on the NFL's radar. So uh, with so little stats in last years of college, the fact that the NFL and CFL teams were interviewing him shows you what you need to know about his talent and his character. He can block well. He has good hands and awareness, runs really good routes, and with his size, he could slide into a tight, tight end position even and create a very troubling matchup for defenses. Next wide receiver is Isaiah Houston out of Arizona Christian University. He's a six foot one hundred eighty seven pound receiver that runs a 441 40 in 2018 he played nine games for acu and had 360 yards and four touchdowns returned to play in 2019 um only played three games 321 yards and another four touchdowns prior to acu he played for phoenix college now if you watch any ifl the indoor football league this guy may sound familiar to you because he is a uh, receiver for the Arizona Rattlers. In 2022, he had 21 rushing yards, 319 receiving yards, six receiving touchdowns in 11 games. Houston also excels at kick returns, averaging 24.2 a return, which was second in the IFL. He can bring skills as wide receiver, punt returner, kick returner, and the gunner to any XFL, USFL, CFL roster. We also got Jeremy Neal. Another Langston U guy. So there's Langston U again. You never heard of it before today, but uh here it is now. He transferred there after playing some ball at Beacon College. Uh he's 5'10, 180 pounds, has experience as a wide receiver, punt returner, and kick returner. Another speedy guy continues to find success in professional football, be a good addition to um <clears throat> either XFL or USFL. Played in the spring league for the generals in 2021, logged five receptions for 56 yards in 2022. He went on to play for the Northern Arizona Wranglers in the IFL In just 12 games for the Wranglers. Neil climbed their record board for third most touchdown receptions, finished the season with 313 yards and nine touchdowns. Incredible. He did that in one year, only a year people that that's pretty cool. Um, that that's a record setter that's the kind of player you want moving on to some new guys Shane Solberg um Shane Solberg is, played in Northwestern College which is in Iowa well, I know a lot of you haven't heard it but it's in Iowa he's a three-time NIAA all-American graduated in 2021 and had to end up having knee surgery however he's recently been working with a past NFL and Division 1 trainer and is 100% healthy Ready to make an impact on the field. Solberg led the GPAC in catches and yards in 2019. He holds Northwestern records for yards, touchdown catches, and most catches in a game. He's an AP All-American, two-time All-Conference. He's got good speed, good route running, great hands. Don't let this small school and injury fool you. This dude's ready to compete. He's ready to prove that he belongs on the football field still. Ready to prove he's healthy. Um... He has a really nice skill set that I think will transfer to this next level of spring football, and I really think he would make a, a big impact on the field. We don't have many tight ends, but we got a couple of them. Calais uh, Robinson out of Alabama AM and In my first article, um, don't let those limited stats fool you. He's six foot three and become a not could become another guy that's a uh, nightmare matchup because of his speed. If you watch his film, reminds me a lot of Bug Howard, the USFL star. He's a wide receiver skill set that can line up at tight end. So that's faster than linebackers, but too big for safeties becomes hard for the defense to cover that. And that's the skill set Robertson brings. He was going to be part of the Wildcats plans in the 2020 XFL, but he tore his Achilles before the season began. He can catch, he can block, he uh, can definitely make an impact at tight end. Speaking of Bug Howard, he's still a free agent after... uh, Went to the Philly Stars, of course. Um, Played there last year. Got a look from the Tampa Bay Bucks. Didn't work out, but still a free agent. Um, This is a guy who has gotten looks in USFL, NFL, AAF, but really showed his professional level in 2022. Played wide receiver at North Carolina, Mitch Trubisky, slinging the ball to him. Um, he yeah, had the most receiving touchdowns among tight ends last year in the USFL for the Stars. He also tied for most receiving yards among tight ends, finishing with three more yards than USFL darling Sal Canella. Much like Robertson, Howard can create matchup nightmares because he lines up a tight end, but he's really a wide receiver. He's still available. I am shocked he has not been picked up, to be honest. Let's talk about offensive linemen. Offensive linemen are a little hard to grade because obviously they don't rack up stats, but Lewis Chandler out of Langston U. Now, I know. Here we go. Langston University again, but big dude, six foot four, three 320 pounds. Sorry, I almost said 24. I didn't mean to add two pounds to you, Lewis. I promise. He goes by Big Lou, has surprising speed for his size, and showed that when playing for the IFL for the Duke City Gladiators. He's got uh, good for footwork and handwork and could be utilized in multiple positions along the line. He also does a good job pulling for swing blocks. Um, He should be able to come in and compete for a spot in the USFL or XFL and use his size to kind of um, push guys around, push that defensive line around. Let me talk about a guy he's not going to be pushing around, Michael Badejo out of Texas Southern. The first defensive lineman um, I'm going to talk about today Started uh, started his college play at SMU, Southern Methodist, before transferring to Texas Southern. this is a guy that was signed up to play for the MLFB before it closed. He's a force on the defensive line and is hard to game plan for. Um, He had a workout recently with the Guardians. I am sure he's on their short list. But this is a guy who can pressure the quarterback often. Be shocked not to see him playing in the XFL or USFL. Next is Timmy Dorsey out of East Tennessee State. Um, He declared for the 2023 NFL Draft. So this is the second guy that's on our, our list. But he could still look to develop on a prac. I mean, he could look to develop on a practice squad within the NFL. But I think he's got a real shot of proving himself in the XFL or USFL. Well, his impact may not show up fully on college stats. He consistently pressures quarterbacks when on the field. He's got good footwork, good hand work, um, and has continuous drive. That's what I liked about his game tape. He just keeps driving and driving, with eyes set on uh, professional football. Dorsey could make life hell for any spring football quarterback. Some defensive lineman guys will continue with them. Rashad Payne, who recently spent time with the Orlando Predators, the Jacksonville Sharks, and the Space Coast Tar Heels. He also played in the TSL. This dude's 6'4", 255 pounds, and you can describe him as an athlete. Now, while you're used to seeing a fast, speedy, smaller guy described as an athlete, Payne breaks the mold there. Um, his versatility is what's going to make him such a, a candidate. I think for a fell or X fell team, he's lined up on the defensive line, primarily at defensive end, but he's also lined up at linebacker and even more impressive. He can play tight end. He's got some smooth route running and good hands. Look up his game tape. Um, not many defensive linemen can line up as a tight end. So that is impressive. Then we got Ellis Parr out of Minnow state university. The next defensive lineman, um, to talk about. He's one, 285 pounds, and he has a quick first step to push into the backfield. At Menlo State University, he finished with 96 tackles in 33 games, including 14 tackles for a loss and five sacks. He most recently played for the Omaha Beef in the CIF. And watching his game tape, you'll not only see that uh, quick first step with good footwork and handwork, but you're also going to see a really good swim move um, I think he's going to utilize that swim move to get past offensive linemen, put pressure on the quarterback, and Parr will also stay with the blocker, um, then shed that blocker to make a tackle in the red game. It's, it's really impressive when you watch his game tape. Take a look at it. Uh, you, you won't regret it, trust me. Let's also talk about Shahan Williams out of Notre Dame of Ohio. Finished with 39 sacks. Holds the Division II single-season record for 21 sacks in a season. Also holds the Notre Dame College season sack record and career record. Williams' junior year, he finished with 21 sacks, 23 tackles for a loss, and four forced fumbles. That is impressive. He's currently part of the NAL, playing for the Carolina Cobras. He's also received offers from LFA in Mexico. Williams just does not give up on plays. He's got a really, really good bull rush, quick feet, good handwork, and a high motor He's a player who could be a beast in the trenches and make life hell for opposing quarterbacks. We also got Nate Paxton out of Georgia State. Paxton can play both linebacker and defensive line, making him a versatile piece. Um, and, And even after not having huge collegiate stats, he got looks from the bigger leagues due to his abilities. Paxton has played in several leagues and had several workouts in the CFL and NFL. He played in China and won a gold medal. And recently played in the IFL with the, the Bismarck Bucks. Paxton is quick and reads plays well. Um, he's got good discipline, doesn't overshoot the gaps. He should be able to develop into a fine spring ball player as the next step in his career. Uh, now I want to talk about Denaz Ross out of Texas Wesleyan Ross played at Texas Wesleyan, uh, with his six foot four, 280 pound frame, making life difficult for the offensive lineman in eight games in 2021. He had 29 tackles, seven and a half of those for a loss, one and a half sacks, three pass deflections and two forced fumbles comes from an NFL pedigree family; cousin is uh, saints defensive end. Will Smith. He's a hardworking driven, um, player who's overcome to adversity. And he's a, uh, he's a strong player who knows how to use his big frame to his advantage. Let's switch from defensive lineman to linebackers and talk about Jeremiah Spicer out of Riverside city college. Um, this guy, he's something else. And I can define him by one word perseverance grew up in the streets, homeless at times alone. He overcame all odds to make his way to the football field. Don't think he's only defined by a heartwarming story of somebody who never gave up. He's a strong, fast linebacker who has a training obsession and the drive to prove himself. Um, And he has proved himself every chance he's gotten. Spicer's played in multiple leagues, including XFL in 2020 and the AAF. He has had several workouts in the NFL, even though several others were canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. He's a tackling machine, and not only does he normally lead his team, in tackles but usually whatever league he's playing in he leads the league in tackles um it's crazy it's happened multiple times no matter where he's playing no matter what league he's versatile he can play linebacker or defensive line and he's just he's just a monster he's a sideline to sideline type of guy he's currently playing for the orlando predators but he's ready to be able to uh to go to the usfl or xfl Next guy up is Thomas Reed, Adams State University, who can play defensive end or outside linebacker. He's 6'3", 235 pounds, and runs a 4'740. Um, He's got good speed and good size, played in the FCF and in big games such as the T- Team USA World Championship. Reed can get into the backfield to get after quarterback or stop the run quickly. And much like Spicer, he's got that versatility to play both linebacker and defensive line. And that's important in these spring leagues, in the XFL and USFL. It's very important. Being able to play multiple positions means they can fill more needs on the team, especially in the event of injury. And he's another guy that he could really get after quarterbacks and make life hell for them. So watch out for him. Watch out for Andrew Jackson out of Western Kentucky, not the president. Uh, Jackson is a 6'1", 256-pound linebacker who can play at middle or outside linebacker. Originally drafted by the Colts in the sixth round after amassing 295 tackles, six and a half sacks, five forced fumbles at Western Kentucky. In 2012, he was the number one in the Sunbelt Conference for solo tackles, with 78 and number 10 in the entire NCAA. In 2014, Jackson had 10 tackles and one sack for the Colts but he was waived the following year after that he played for the Spokane Empire of the IFL in 2019 he joined the Memphis Express in the AAF where he had 14 tackles one sack and one interception um, in one game sorry in one game that week he was the defensive player of the week of course you expect that with those kind of stats he's also part of the 2020 XFL originally drafted by the Houston Roughnecks and later moving to the St. Louis Battlehawks. Ian McBurrow out of Morgan State is my next linebacker, four-year contributor from Morgan State, who had 424 tackles, 10 sacks, two interceptions, 10 fumble recovers, three forced fumbles, 18 and a half tackles for a loss, and 44 career games. That is a stat line. After college, his skills landed him a workout with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, in 2022, McBurrow played again, here we go, another Iowa barnstormer. 83 and a half tackles, two sacks, 17 tackles for a loss. He's got great vision, follows the ball well, and has great field awareness. He's fast. He reads the game quickly, and he's a true sideline-to-sideline linebacker. He's also an excellent tackler and one that I know the coach there will be very upset if he loses him to one of these leagues, but he belongs in the XFL or USFL to continue his success. Next up is Marcel Spears out of Iowa State. Um, Spears was a playmaker in college, especially in 2017, when he had 111 tackles, eight and a half of those for a loss, three pass deflections, two interceptions, one touchdown and a forced fumble. After college, he went to the Bengals as an undrafted free agent. Still has a lot of life left to give on the field. He's great at both dropping in coverage and stopping the run has good hands and he's very physical, great speed, and he's very fast in pursuit. So let's talk about, uh, Defensive backs real quick here. We're going to start with Mike Witherspoon out of East Carolina. Um, he transferred from junior college in 2018 to East Carolina and was a key contributor in a unit that ranked third nationally in tackles for a loss, 22nd in sacks, and 35th in the fewest first downs. Witherspoon had amazing lateral quickness and very he's very coverage savvy. He's got great instincts and relies on them to cover receivers well. He also isn't afraid to be physical and lay down big hits with a six-one frame um He doesn't just have good football IQ and skills, but also drive and passion for the game to keep pushing and succeed. His high motor on the field spreads to his teammates, and he's got good leadership qualities. Witherspoon's resume doesn't end at college after graduating in 2020. He played arena football in 2021. Witherspoon was going to be part of the MLFB before it got shut down, and he was also part of the Thai Cats of the CFL. In 2022, in fact, during the preseason, he flashed his great football instincts with a game-changing interception against Toronto that led to the Ticats winning that one. Um, Witherspoon possesses skill set and drive to continue making an impact in either the CFL or to move to XFL and USFL. It might make life tough on receivers and quarterbacks. He's also down to Ferris out of Western Kentucky. He's a 5'10 quarterback who finished his career with 111 tackles and three interceptions Good tackler with high awareness as well, much like Witherspoon Ferris also played in the CFL for the Ottawa Redblacks in 2019. It was his first professional stop out of college where he had 45 tackles and an interception in 14 games for the Redblacks. And even though he hasn't really been filling stats since the Redblacks, he's still a young player that's got a lot of potential. He could come in and compete for a spot on the USFL or XFL roster, and he's got experience at that professional level due to his time with the CFL. Next is Damian Francis out of Texas Wesleyan University. Another Texas Wesleyan guy here. Um, He played 2019. He played 10 games for them. Finished with 25 tackles, two interceptions, and five passes defended. But in 2020, he was only able to suit up for two games before that season canceled. In October 2022, Francis signed with the Billings Outlaws of the CIF. I don't expect that to be his last professional stop, to be honest. He's six foot two, so he's one of the taller defensive backs that would be in the USFL or XFL. And he's able to use that size to his advantage, but he's also got good speed. can see that in his uh, special teams play. Francis tried out during the XFL showcase, and he's waiting to hear from one of those teams. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he hears from them soon. Corian Darden out of Western Kentucky. I want to talk about him. He's got a lot of college accolades here, including the 2018 Phil Steele All-Conference USA second team, Conference USA honorable mention. 2019, he got the Conference USA honorable mention again, and the Bullsworth Trophy nominee. And then finally, in 2020, he was invited to the Hula Bowl after being a top defender. At 5'9", Darden plays with a chip on his shoulder for being labeled a little smaller. His game is anything but small. And you can watch the entire clip I put of him in my article uh, to see that... uh, He's got some impressive play after impressive play. He's an excellent defender with great awareness, good ball hands, um, and a huge hitter. Like like all the players that I'm talking about today, he should be in the XFL or USFL. Uh, let's keep talking about cornerbacks real quick here. Ahmad Lyons out of Wagner College. Lyons plays taller than his 5'8 frame and is fast on the field at At Wagner, he had five interceptions, 10 pass breakups, 83 tackles, as well as 315 all-purpose yards. He was the 2021 spring second team All-NEC, 2021 fall honorable mentions, a two-time team captain, and a 2021 FCS Bowl All-American. Lyons is currently playing for Selena Liberty in the CIF right now. In his career, he's lined up at defensive back, safety, nickel, kicker-turner, and running back. He's got good instincts and reads the ball, uh, sorry, reads the offense well. No matter where he's lined up on the field, Lions is a playmaker that could make an impact at the professional level of football. Our next defensive back, Brandon Mays out of Northern Illinois, a name you might remember, uh, 5'11". He spent time with NIU from 2013 to 2018. He had five interceptions, 14 pass deflections, went on to play in the TSL in 2020 and 21 and showed a nose for the ball and continued to get interceptions and deflect passes. Mays was signed up to start in the UN the USFL last year, but he had an injury that caused him to miss the season. He's fully healthy now and ready to show that he's ready, um, to play spring ball again and show that he's used to these big games. He's got very quick closing speed and a knack for breaking up passes. And he's not just quick in closing speed. He's just, he's pure speed. He can also play special teams. And as Gunner next is, uh, my, my guy here, Simeon Gatling out of Bowie State, um, started uh, nearby here, Iowa Western College, Community College. That's where he started his career. Um, I took a couple classes at Iowa Western Community College. Gatling had 40 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, a sack, and an interception in 2018. Transferred to Morgan State, where he played in every game and finished third on the team in tackles. He added three pass breakups and a fumble recovery. And then he transferred to Bowie State where he had 39 tackles, a sack, and six pass breakups. He's currently signed up to play with the Arizona Rattlers to kind of build on his game film. But I think he's ready. I think he's ready to come in and compete in the XFL or USFL. He's a versatile defender who can play nickel safety or corner. And at 5'10", he's very physical. He's not afraid to jam receivers at the line or come up from the second level and pop up running back. Gatling can also be utilized as a blitzing safety and get to the quarterback quickly. Let's talk about uh, Sean Broder out of Kansas Wesleyan. Um, he uh, played at 26 games at Kansas Wesleyan and had 88 tackles, three interceptions and a fumble recovery showing great ability as a playmaker out of his three interceptions. Two of them were returned for a touchdown. He's a hard hitting punishing tackler who could line up as a cornerback or a hard hitting safety. And he can assist against the pass or the run. My last defensive back is K Andre Powell. Central State Marauders. Um, Last but not least for the cornerbacks, of course, because this, like I said, is in no particular order. Powell played college ball at Central State in 2019 and 2021. He participated in 19 games, racking up 121 tackles, five tackles for a loss, one sack, one interception, seven pass deflections, one forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, and two kick blocks. That is a mouthful of stats. 2021 season was canceled due to covid but he came back in 2021 to show that he hadn't missed a beat. He's a high-energy player. He's got great hands, also has a great jump, and he's a good tackler. He's another one of those young players that has a lot of football left in him and could make an impact on the spring football fields. I want to finish with one kicker. I know, you're saying a kicker? You're damned right, a kicker. Shane McKinnerney out of Peru State. Uh, if you, and if you don't think the kicking position is important, just ask the Dallas Cowboys. But anyways... He was the number one ranked kicker in the NIA in 2022 after going 40 for 42. He's a big guy with a big leg and is out of Ireland. He's a professional level soccer player who converted to kicking in football, accurate field goals, extra points, and has the ability to give teams good field position with kickoffs. He has declared for the 2023 NFL draft, but if undrafted he could find success on the USFL or XFL. That's my free agents. That's J Mark's list of free agents spring football the spring football free agents is brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network this was a one-time deal for right now one-time show i hope you enjoyed it give these guys a look look at their game tape look at their twitter they're all very driven they're all ready to play hell if you're in iowa like i am why, why don't you go check out a iowa barnstormers game i know i for sure will be at one or two or who knows how many depends what the schedule allows but that's that's some guys that's a a list of really good football players that i think can make an impact on the next level in spring football for the xfl the usfl hell even the cfl playing in canada which is a great league you get to learn things like the rouge and yeah these guys these guys deserve a shot thank you for checking it out thank you for listening thank you for supporting these guys remember they're all pursuing their dream of playing professional football so make sure you support them. Make sure you give them a shout-out. Do what you can. And, yeah, follow me on Twitter, at jmarkfootball. Get some more information on these guys. I'm always sharing some of their posts um, if I see them or just sharing some of my own stuff that's highlighting them. So follow me on Twitter, at jmarkfootball. Follow the XFL Gambling Podcast, at XFL Gambling Pod. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the Sports Gambling Podcast, all the good stuff we got, because we got a lot. And until then... Let's hope to see these guys in a spring league and let it ride.